Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, as we got we got a lot to talk about. So uh you want to go over there, check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. We got a show chat on there right now. Um if you look today on the Facebook page, and I'll put that out there now. You know, we'll probably have to say it a few times tonight, but we all know WWE Monday Night Raw is in England today. Uh, it's happened. Things have happened. Uh, we do not engage in spoilers on this show. Uh, it's on the Facebook page. Um, so when we talk about what's going on in WWE. Uh, don't come on the show trying to scoop us, all right? So get the old heave-ho. We'll just hang up on you. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a jerk, but that's going to happen tonight. Unless WWE.com officially reports on something, uh, that constitutes a spoiler, so uh, as far as this show, Monday Night Raw has not happened yet, and we'll discuss what we are speculating may happen tonight on Monday Night Raw. So get on the Facebook page, facebook.com, slash The Ken Reed Show. Engage in the show chat over there. You can follow us on the Twitter, at The Ken Reed Show is our Twitter handle. If you're into the tweeting thing, get on over to Twitter. And just follow us over there, and you can check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Pictures, uh, blogs, you know, all those great things that websites have these days. So head on over there to thekenreedyshow.com. Check out our website. You also got to check out 1640 PWPR, the great venture in pro wrestling podcast. It's historical, my man. It is historical what is going on with uh, 1640 PWPR. Uh, it's a station with a bunch of wrestling podcasts. Get on over there. It's easy. iTunes. Do the search. 1640 PWPR. It'll come up. Click subscribe. It's for free. Free. Can't get any better than that. They have access to all these great wrestling podcasts. We're on the network. Uh, the King Firehawk, that image guy. Uh, Blading for Truth, so many great shows on the network, and you get that that global 
uh, sense of, of the world of pro wrestling. You know, you got guys who concentrate on the independents and guys who concentrate on the majors and guys who, who hate what's going on and guys who love what's going on. You get a, a real global view of the world of professional wrestling. So head on over there, get on 1640, follow us. We just went over 30,000 hits a couple weeks ago. Thank you to everybody who continues to support 1640. We need more. We need 100,000. Only 70,000 more to go. So check us out over there on 1640PWPR. Just to let you guys know, as uh, you know, we've had uh, Kevin Knight has been on the show, uh, our, our producer, as well as now IWF wrestler, uh, the all-star Michelle D., uh, from the IWF, Independent Wrestling Federation. Uh, I myself have gotten involved there, done a little ring announcing as well as refereeing. Uh, so you never know what I might be doing on a show. Uh, just to let you guys know, for the month of November, that's this month, we got a few shows left in the month of November. Just to let you guys know, uh, in, in tribute and in thanks to all the military out there that help uh, keep this country free, uh, free admission to those who have served in the military, veterans, uh, free admission for the month of November. So if you want tickets, you can head on over to www.campiwf.com. Again, it's campiwf.com. You can get tickets there or just get tickets the night of the show. Bring a military ID, but uh, I'm proud to be a part of this, so... Just let you guys know, if you've served our country, thank you. And in a small way, we give thanks to you guys. Free tickets for the month of November. Come on over. Check out a great night of independent wrestling. And as I said earlier, we have so much to talk about, so much news uh, out there, uh, you know, with what's going on with Seth Rollins. And again, I will reiterate, no, no spoilers. I repeat, no spoilers. I, I'm not joking here. I will hang up on you if you want to get into spoilers. Let's just, we're, we're, Raw has not happened yet, okay? Let's go back to a time where the internet didn't exist. We wouldn't know. So, you know, Raw hasn't happened yet. If something breaks on WWE.com, I will bring it to you. But as of now, no spoilers, please. And to try and make heads or tails out of everything that's going on. And then let's, you know, the biggest news, obviously, is Seth Rollins' injury. And to, to try and get through this and talk about where the WWE is going to go, couldn't get through without my tag team partner. Let's bring him on the line. Dave, how you doing this evening? Spoilers. Tails says no spoilers. Ready? Go. <laughs> well, let's get in. I mean, first of all, before we get into, like, the, the speculation and the storylines and what. All the best to Seth Rollins. Um, you know, get well soon. Uh, just a, a horrible blow to, to suffer this sort of injury right now. And, uh, you know, it, it's no, I mean, it's not hyperbole, you know, looking at how significant this injury is. I mean, first and foremost, when you look at the WWE, uh, let's just say right off the bat with John Cena out uh, filming his reality show, um and now this injury, the WWE lost their top babyface and their top heel uh, pretty close to each other. Now, John Cena obviously going to be back uh, sooner than Seth Rollins, but still, that's a significant blow for a wrestling company to lose top babyface, top heel uh, that close to each other. 
number one. Number two, um, you know, losing a guy like Seth Rollins, I mean, he was our wrestler of the year last year. Uh, you know, we're not going to get into uh, year-end awards just yet, but he'd be a leading candidate for wrestler of the year this year. So uh, the WWE losing a guy like uh, Seth Rollins, that's a big blow. Uh, for Seth Rollins, a younger wrestler in the midst of his uh, WWE Championship wrong, it's a big blow for him. So um, it, it really is just a, such a, not that you could ever time uh, an injury like this, but it's just, a, you know, worst possible timing. Um, you know, again, wishing him all the best. But then you got you got to get down to it. And you got to figure out what you're going to do moving forward in the WWE. Uh, it looks like they're going to have a tournament to crown a new uh, WWE champion. And, you know, Dave, it's one of those things we talked a lot about. Last, last week we talked on how Survivor Series uh, was, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, kind of lost its identity with this idea of, you know, it's just a normal pay-per-view with a, quote, traditional Survivor Series matchup. Uh, maybe you'd have two of them, but it just seemed like, they really got away from the Survivor Series aspect. That was just the name. It just became a run-of-the-mill pay-per-view. And if you want to look at uh, the glass half full, perhaps um, having a tournament, the uh, if you will, the Survivor Series uh, championship tournament, uh, it does give this pay-per-view uh, an identity. So there's more negative than positive with, it, with losing a guy like Rollins. But if you want to look at a positive, it definitely gives Survivor Series an identity, Dave. Well, you know, first off, you know, in regards to Seth Rollins and his injury, this couldn't come at a worse time for him. He's clearly in the 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 most important run of his wrestling career right now. I'm sure he will have plenty of opportunities. You know, future's bright for him um, in WWE. But it does also force WWE creatively to – come up with better storylines like we've been talking about last week. This period of time in the fall, usually heading into the new year, is when you would say, I wouldn't say creative takes time off, but storylines seem to be like in a holding pattern um, until you get to WrestleMania season, which is like beginning of January and leading up to the Royal Rumble. So this kind of really shakes things up a bit. And at the same time, it also brings you endless opportunities and ideas and different possibilities for Who's going to be the next champion? I mean, it, it makes for some very interesting and compelling television, especially with a tournament. Um, I was kind of hoping, and you know, on the Survivor Series topic, I was kind of hoping that this year's tournament or this this tournament that had been rumored um, that that's eventually you know going to take place that it wasn't really going to be a tournament that they were going to kind of switch things up a bit because we had talked about, um, and maybe it's just a long shot for me as a fan, but we had talked about last week. Um, Survivor Series pay-per-views just sticking with the old Survivor Series tradition of the mat all the matches on the card being traditional elimination Survivor Series matches. And then I thought to myself, well, with the situation with Seth Rollins taking place, his injury, and the conversation that we had on this show, and from what I've seen on other message boards and, and wrestling chat groups, I thought, what if they took this year, this tournament to crown a new champion and mix the tradition of the Survivor Series into the tournament. Let's say you were to have three, maybe four, um, maybe even five 
Survivor Series traditional elimination match, they'd be four on four or five on five, and you were to take the survivors of each winning team and then put them in a gauntlet-style match at the end of the night to determine a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Try to mix it up. Give, give us something fresh at the same time, giving us the Survivor Series traditional matches that fans, like I said last week, have yearned for, older fans. But they are going a different route, and they're going with the traditional tournament. From what I understand, the tournament will start tonight on Raw. It will continue on SmackDown. It's a 16-man tournament. I don't know if by next week, which will be the go-home episodes of Raw and SmackDown before Survivor Series, if they will continue the tournament then or if the pay-per-view will consist of being an eight-man tournament. Um, I, I don't know how that's going to play out. There's there's very limited details um, regarding that. But it does make for some interesting television, and it's going to force creative to really come up with some ways to, uh, you know, shake things up, on uh, uh, you know, in WWE, because right now, I mean, like you said, the top heel and the top face are gone. Um, and John Cena and Seth Rollins, Randy Orton is injured. He may not make it to WrestleMania. Um, Brock Lesnar has, has, you know, taken a, a leave of absence as part of his contract. Daniel Bryan hasn't been cleared. So as far as top names and, and, and name value on the WWE roster, like they're really hurting right now. So maybe this is the real opportunity for creative and management to say, you know what, we have a lot of young talent that that can really shine. Let's give them the opportunity and build them into top spots so we don't get in a predicament like this. And hopefully that's the route that they are going with this tournament for Survivor Series. Yeah, and there's so many things that you got to look at now because you got to look at, you know, I, I mean, Rollins wasn't losing steam. You know, Rollins, Rollins is great. Um, so, who do you elevate? Uh, who's that guy? And, you know, like I know the obvious choice is Roman Reigns. Um, you know, it, it looked like we were getting closer and closer to him finally, uh, you know, getting over the top. But, I don't know, like for me, the, part of it's just like I feel like Rollins needs to beat just like needs to beat the champion, uh, winning in a in a tournament, I, I guess. But like the rivalry with Rollins was so heated. Uh, former brothers in arms, it just would have meant so much more if he beat Rollins for that title. Um, you know, he is a guy. He is a name. Like I'm not saying it's it's horrible. Uh, you know, he's the obvious choice to me. Uh, but then there's like, who do you elevate? Um, heel or face? And the other thing is, who joins the authority? you got to figure, and, and I think it's been a good thing. You know, the, the authority really steered clear of, you know, putting together a, a faction, per se, you know, a, a, a group. Uh, there's not, you know, the, obviously, you know, the Kane is in the mix, but Kane's been, uh, you know, more of a corporate entity when it comes to the authority um, you know, really and truly, like the the focal point, the the star, the crown jewel of the authority uh, was Seth Rollins. So you gotta, you would think that they'd have to bring someone else into the fold. Now, do they grab another heel, uh, someone who's already a heel, or do we have a dramatic turn uh, again uh, and uh, have someone join the authority uh, that way? So 
a lot of question marks surrounding uh, both um, who joins the authority and who's the guy with the title. And do they, you know, do they go in that direction again, Dave? I mean, is it something that, you know, when we have, when we we're looking at the end of this tournament, are we just going to be looking at uh, the authority, uh, you know, holding on to some guy and pushing some guy who's got the WWE uh, title and just, you know, remove Rollins and insert new guy here, you know? Well, it makes for – here's a few scenarios here. I, I do want to say, first of all, with Rollins' injury, it's not only forced creative to rewrite and change up some storylines for the short term, but also for the long term, too. WrestleMania plans especially – Seth Rollins was figured into, was factored into several different scenarios, and they just had to figure out which one was going to be best for WrestleMania. He was either going to wrestle Triple H at WrestleMania, or he was going to defend the title against um, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in a triple threat match. There would even talk of him wrestling Undertaker at WrestleMania, and then there was talk of the the famous you know Shield triple threat against Ambrose and Rollins. There were four scenarios that were pe- that were kind of penciled in for him that. At least three of those scenarios they had teased over time in his title reign. And the one that they didn't was The Undertaker. Um, but now with him out, and like I said, it's pushed them to change up some WrestleMania plans. Um, but like you said, where does that leave the, the, the authority with, the, with, you know, who's their guy going to be? There's a few different scenarios. One, they could, they could lobby Sheamus. Sheamus has that Money in the Bank briefcase. He's kind of been, I would say, irrelevant in the past three, four months or so. Um, aligning him with, with, with the authority would give him some instant credibility back um, if, you were, if they were to use that option um, with him cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase at any point in time during the, or at the end of the tournament at Survivor Series. Or you can take somebody, for instance, that you don't really see coming, that's kind of out of left field. Like, let's just say for argument's sake, they want to take a guy like Cesaro. Not saying that this could, this could happen, but the authority were to back Cesaro, and so they make Cesaro the new champion, which I would love to see, by the way, and they would support him, and he would be their guy. And it would give him instant credibility that he's aligned with the authority and also backing not only from in front of the camera, but also behind the camera too, that they have some faith in this guy to lead the charge as the champion. Now, who knows how long that title reign would be, but you could, you could go a route that nobody would see coming. And Cesaro would be one of those guys I think that you really wouldn't see coming um, in, in a position like that. Or you could go with the obvious choice, Roman Reigns, like you said earlier. Now, Roman Reigns was technically – scheduled to win the title either at Survivor Series or at the TLC pay-per-view, and him and Rollins are set to have a rivalry heading into the, 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 the new year in 2016. You could position this tournament, and I don't know you know, the brackets and who's facing who, and like we said, you better not call it and spoil it because you're going to get hung up on immediately, but let's just say for argument's sake, they go the route of Ambrose and Reigns in the finals at Survivor Series. Two best friends fighting for the title, and the authority looks like they are positioning themselves to be behind Roman Reigns 100%. And he's not necessarily 100% on board. He's entertaining the thought, but he still just does, he's got that feeling in his mind, that, that, that gut feeling that he just can't trust the authority. And then it turns out they were never really on his side 
they were on Ambrose's side, and they helped Ambrose win the title. And then Ambrose, the next night, changes his look completely, cleans himself up. He's the corporate champion. It would really be a heat, a heat grabber if Ambrose kind of totally changed his look up and turned on Reigns. Now, on the other hand, you could go the obvious route and go with Roman Reigns. And the authority ends up helping him win. And they use the, 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 the audience backlash that has been constant in this path that Roman Reigns has taken in 2015 and use that as Reigns' fuel to, 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 to turn on the audience because they're just, they've really been starting to get behind him again. The way that they've been booking Reigns, getting screwed out of so many opportunities and, and coming up short each and every time, the audience has been starting to gain more sympathy towards him. And just as you're on the tip of him really becoming popular again, you snatch it away and he aligns himself with the authority and he's sold out because the audience turned their back on him for a long period of time and he'd been fighting for them and wanting to be their guy and it just didn't happen. So those are some of the scenarios you can go with, but I think there will be somebody that will be representing the authority with or without the WWE Championship at the end of Survivor Series. And it's interesting because if Roman Reigns were to go that route, uh, very reminiscent of uh, The Rock, you know, when he turned heel, uh, you know, just that... Uh, and granted, you know, the crowd has been slowly warming up to Reigns, but, uh, you know, for Reigns to just, uh, you know, totally heal out and be like, you know, I don't need you people. Like, you people turned your back on me. Uh, you know, I just, you, you know, the promo list writes itself, you know, like, you know, crowning moment of my career winning the Royal Rumble and you people are booing me. You know, it just, it's right there. Um, you know, so it, it would work. Uh, it would make sense. Um you know, the Ambrose thing works really well, too. The one thing I do like about the Ambrose situation is, you know, you got to figure that when Rollins comes back, Rollins is probably going to come back as a face, at least initially. Uh, that first time that that music uh, hits with him back, a uh, crowd's going to pop huge for him, and, and rightfully so. Um, if, you, if you turn Ambrose, um, you have, a, you know, it works out well where, Ambrose just jumped in and took Rollins' spot. So Rollins automatically comes back and has a problem with Ambrose. Um, you know, and then, but just because Rollins is a face, he was the guy that turned on the shield. Uh, so Reigns isn't going to jump into trusting him either. So they'll definitely continue to be, as much as they both be faces, uh, at least tension between those two characters. So if you're going to head into a situation, now probably not at WrestleMania, but if you're going to move into at some point having that triple threat match uh, with the three guys vying for that title, uh, Ambrose being the one to turn, uh, you know, and join the authority uh, would work really well. The other thing with Ambrose, um, you know, it would be a shock to a lot of people to see Ambrose uh, just in a totally different uh, kind of character. Uh, you know, a character that, you know, you could kind of skate the line where he's a character that he's, he's corporate, uh, but he's still kind of insane. So, you know, he could snap in the ring at any time, uh, but he, he's corporate now. So changing the look and, uh, you know, essentially for, for a, a guy like Ambrose, you know, he's kind of been this character for a long time. I mean, it's kind of a, a PG version of a character he's been doing on the independent scene. Um, so, you know, he's been kind of this version of himself for a long period of time. Uh, 
You know, to me, Dave, a guy, you know, that seriously needs something. Now, whether it's a turn, whether it's a total character overhaul, uh, whether it's a better program, I don't know. But he's something. He's someone that needs something. And a turn to, to be the guy to, to join the authority would definitely be something that, at least for me as a fan, would be very intriguing. It would be a shot in the arm, that's for sure, because he is very popular. I mean, let's face it, you know, he's – I would – if you watch regularly, which I do, you know, you watch WWE TV regularly and you figure out, you know, who, you, you figure out a pecking order between baby faces and heels, he's in the top three as far as baby faces go in terms of, you know, reaction and um, camera time and, you know, other other factors. So he's very popular with the audience. He's got that unpredictable, wild – rebel kind of spirit that that still resonates within the audience um but if he were to change his look up like you said maybe corporate on the outside but he kind of loses it in the ring almost like very uh, what was that movie with christian bale american psycho yes is that if, yes. if it were something like that i think that would i think he would he would he would work really well in a role like that with the authority backing him you know he's like like corporate on the inside but on the you know when it, when it comes down to business, like, he, he's an animal in the ring, you know. I think that would be something that I think as, as talented as he is, he could really make that work, and, and, it would, and it would really shake things up. And that's the thing that I think they're trying to do with this tournament is they're trying to really shake things up. And like I said, Reigns was the favorite to win, but I don't think he's necessarily the favorite right now because if you give him the belt, you really don't have any strong heels to uh, have him defend the title against. I mean, We've complained about it on this show. Are you going to put him up against Big Show for the rest of the year? I mean, people are going to people are going to shit all over that. Excuse my language. Um, so I think whoever wins this tournament, it's going to be a heel, and it's going to be somebody that's going to be representing um, the authority. Yeah, and I and I do think you know, you know, with with uh, Reigns, I, I think it's still working, and and I don't know. I mean, you you read the the, the dirt sheets, you read the spoilers, you read all that crap. Who knows what's what's right, what's not right. You hear the rumors that Reigns was, uh, you know, perhaps going to go over and win that title. But I, I still don't think it's time. And that character, just what they've built with Reigns, has been this whole, you know, getting so close and just missing it. And then I, you know, the, the thing with, with, with a storyline like that is that you do run the risk of it just getting old and it's like, Jesus Christ, win it already. Um, but I don't think they're there yet. Uh, I, I think that Reigns needs to be uh, knocked down a couple more times just so, uh, you know, like I said, the crowd is beginning to warm up to him. It's getting better. It's, you know, we're seeing spots where, uh, you know, crowds where it is like a full-on, you know, fever pitch pop when his music hits. Uh, but it's not consistent. And I think they got to get it to a point where, like, the the fans are so – behind him to finally win the title and that's when you strike and i don't think they're there yet so even with the tournament i would want him to fail i don't want him to come through in the tournament i want him to come close and something to happen where you know he kind of gets knocked down again and he's got to pick himself up by his bootstraps again and he's gonna you know climb to the top again and i i think that's really working for reigns right now to build that character to build him to a place where he can possibly be that top face in the company. Um, now, the thing is, when you look at it, like you have that like idea that you know Roman Reigns could possibly be 
the top face in the company. Uh, you know, you got John Cena coming back. Obviously, he is the top face in the company. Um, but who who do you slot in as that number one heel? Who do you slot in as that top heel in the company? Who's the guy to fit the bill? Is it a guy like Cesaro? Is it is it an Ambrose? We turn Ambrose. He becomes a, a corporate guy, a corporate champion. Is it someone else? Who could it be that could slot in right there? and to be that number one heel to take uh, Rollins' spot. And like I said earlier, and we weren't the only one. I mean, Wrestler of the Year on this show, possibly Wrestler of the Year uh, this year. Um, Other places, shows, websites, whatever, had him as the Wrestler of the Year last year. Uh, Those are pretty goddamn big shoes to fill when you look at a Seth Rollins going down, especially where he was. Uh, being the top heel, being the WWE champ. So where do they go from there? Is it an Ambrose? Is it is it uh, uh, Cesaro? Is it someone else we're not thinking? Lots of stuff to discuss. We want to hear from you. 347-836-9815. That is the number to call. Again, it is 357. Wait, I'm, I'm like giving you the wrong number. 347-838-9815. <laughs> What the hell was that? Again, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Who do you think is the guy to foot the bill? Who's the guy do you slot in? Is it time for Reigns, or is it time for someone else? Or is it someone we're not even thinking of? Or you know, we didn't even discuss it, Dave. You guys out there, is it time? Do we do you throw more money at Brock Lesnar and bring him back to kind of have him on a more regular basis? Do you beg and plead with The Rock to get him on WWE television? Do you go get someone established? What do you guys think? We want to know. Again, no spoilers. We're just going to speculate here. Give us a call. We're going to get to the calls after the break. But right now, it is time for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Good evening. You've tuned into another edition of the Day 5, where I give you the scoops that matter. Tonight's report is brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR. Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network, the new evolution in professional wrestling talk. Subscribe for free on iTunes right now. Search 1640 PWPR to hear many different yet insightful opinions on the world of professional wrestling. Now, let's get on with the news. Our first story this week, Page Six is reporting that former ESPN analyst Bill Simmons, in conjunction with HBO, will be producing a documentary on the late Andre the Giants. The site reports that this piece is the first project Simmons will be involved with since signing with HBO back in July. No other details regarding the documentary have been revealed other than the piece is in the early stages of production, which began last month. Simmons left ESPN in May after receiving backlash for remarks he made on air regarding NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and how he handled the Deflategate scandal with New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady. On the topic of documentaries, it looks as if Fox Sports 1 is currently producing a piece on former WWE star and everyone's favorite crybaby, CM Punk. The piece will be centered around Punk's training towards his first official MMA bout with the UFC. There is still no date as to when Punk will make his debut in the Octagon, but he has publicly stated his desire to fight in 2016. On a side note, a source close to me has stated that in the process of making this documentary, Production staff has been asked to supply unlimited amounts of tissues and baby wipes on a daily basis for Punk in the event that he has one of his world-famous meltdowns. In a follow-up story from last week, it looks as if more details have surfaced regarding Jerry Jarrett's return to professional wrestling. 
PW Insider reports that the project is a 13-week series similar to WWE Tough Enough, pro wrestling's version of American Idol, I guess. Jarrett and his team of people will scout indie talent around the country. Talents will be asked to submit audition tapes. Through those tapes, roughly 30 to 50 people will be selected to begin this process. Competitions will take place at small venues around the country, and the winners of these competitions will then move on to face one another in other competitions in major market cities such as New York City, Las Vegas, and Orlando, just to name a few. At this point, the competitors will perform in front of three judges. If at any time during these matches, if a judge doesn't like what they see, then they will hit a buzzer and the match is over. Once the competition portion of the show has been determined, there's hope that a group of the, ta- the finalists will then go on a tour with some established talents who have had experience in places like Japan, TNA, and WWE. The name of the show, who else might be involved, a network that could potentially air this project, are questions that have not been answered at this time. Ring of Honor star Michael Elgin was in the news this week as he was rumored to be on WWE's radar for a spot on the growing NXT roster. News then surfaced later this week that Elgin had signed an exclusive deal with Ring of Honor, to which Elgin would then refute those claims by stating that he has agreed to continue working with the promotion, but had requested he not be placed under an exclusive contract. That point was proven when it appeared Elgin had solicited several independent bookings, as indicated by all of his social media accounts. And in our final story this week, the Fox Network is working on a pro wrestling-themed drama titled The Work. Scott O'Connor is writing the series, as he's also the same individual that wrote a piece on Brock Lesnar that was published in the New York Times back in August in preparation for SummerSlam. No official air date has been revealed, but it's expected that this show will go head-to-head with NBC's MMA series titled Warrior. And there you have it, folks. Thank you all for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Dave 55050 News Report. For a transcript of tonight's report in the event that you missed it, which you shouldn't, I might add, then head on over to the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page as well as the 1640 PWPR Facebook page. And while you're visiting the 1640 PWPR Facebook page, go vote for your favorite classic Survivor Series elimination match. The winner will be revealed Sunday, November 22nd, on the Ken Reedy Show Survivor Series pregame show with coverage beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here are the five finalists. The Warriors captained by the Ultimate Warrior, along with the Texas Tornado and the Legion of Doom, as they battled the perfect team, Mr. Perfect, and all three members of Demolition from Survivor Series 1990. From 1987, Hulk Hogan, captaining a team with Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Don Morocco, Ken Patera, and Bam Bam Bigelow, against Andre the Giant's team, as he's joined by Ravishing Rick Rude, the Natural Butchery, King Kong Bundy, and the One Man Gang. From 2001, Team WWF, The Rock, Undertaker, Kane, Y2J, Chris Jericho, and The Big Show battled Team Alliance, captained by Stone Cold Steve Austin, along with Kurt Angle, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, and Shane McMahon. From 1991, Ric Flair captained a team with The Warlords, The Mountie, and Ted DiBiase, The Million Dollar Man, against Rowdy Piper's Threat to Hitman Hart, Virgil, and The British Bulldog. And the fifth match on this Voting process, Team Stone Cold, Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, the Dudley Boys, Rob Van Dam, and Booker T took on Team Bischoff, which had Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, Christian, Scott Steiner, and Mark Henry from the Survivor Series 2003. And on that note, I'm Dave Rosenbluth. This is the Dave Five for wrestling news that matters. Tune in next week. Ken, take it away. 
That was a cold day five. Like lots of stuff, uh, you know, outside. I mean, the, the drama and uh, different shows, and uh, uh, we obviously a chance to watch CM Punk cry and whine on television. So lots of great stuff coming down the pike. Uh, I, I kind of like the idea um, of there being a, a fictional uh, wrestling. Um, you know, program, uh, the wrestling world is so, uh, interesting. And if you kind of, kind of beef it up and, uh, you know, have a good time with it and, and, and get some decent actors, uh, that could be something interesting. It's funny. I'm curious your thoughts on it though, Dave, when I think about a fictionalized, uh, wrestling drama, uh, there's a couple things. Number one, uh, hopefully there's, uh, not just one, but a number of guys who really know the wrestling business involved with it. And, and number two, I don't think there's – when I think about them doing a fictionalized drama of the wrestling business, um, I don't think there's any middle ground here. This is going to, like, really kick ass and be really cool, must-see TV, or it's going to be the drizzle shits. Excuse my French, but I don't think – when I think about putting on a show like this, I I don't know. For me, I just don't feel like there's going to be – it's pretty good. It's just going to be amazing, or it's going to be absolutely terrible. Yeah, there's no middle ground with this. It's uh, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, hopefully the, the the individual writing this you know piece you know this this series Scott O'Connor, hopefully he's a big wrestling fan. He's obviously done his research. Maybe having some uh, talent involved in the business. Maybe having some of the actors. Fans of the wrestling business, it would it would it would uh, it would show you it would translate better on screen um, in the series. Uh, hopefully, it gets its just due, and that um, you know it's it's compelling television, but it sticks to the culture and the nature of the wrestling business, and that's what you that's what I think the fans really want more than anything. If it's just some you know hokey drama that's that there's a pro wrestling backdrop, but that's the afterthought of the series. Then, you know, I don't think, I don't think true hardcore wrestling fans like us and like our listeners and like a lot of wrestling fans are really going to tune in to watch if it's just going to be, you know, just like any other, you know, TV show out there. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with that, you know, and, and, you know, we had talked about it and uh, I do really enjoy the WWE's new show, Breaking Ground. And, um, you know, our gripe with Tough Enough, and, and again, looking at a fictional show, um, you know, the wrestling business is 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 just filled with so much drama, uh, so much in the way of politicking, um, so many characters and quirky individuals. I mean, let's face it, like, you know, just to get in the, the get getting into a wrestling ring, um, you know, it did. Maybe a couple screws loose, and and I'm talking from experience. I mean, I, you know, I'm going to a wrestling school right now, so um, you know it's such a quirky, interesting business that you don't necessarily have to, you know, reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with some crazy stuff if you just kind of, you know, you can amp it up. I get it. You know, you want to amp it up a little bit for television's sake. I get it, but you're right, Dave. If it's if it's something where you know, it's like an office drama. You know, it's like, it, it's based on WCW, and the show is all the office drama happening uh, in the in the front offices of uh, Ted Turner, and, like, there's just wrestling kind of 
as a, a bit of a backdrop. Uh, that's not what wrestling fans are going to want to see. They're going to want to see a show that highlights, uh, you know, some over-the-top characters, some some locker room politicking, some, uh, you know, injury drama, stuff like that. And, uh, again, I just, I'm hoping that we have uh, people that really understand the wrestling business, um, you know, people who, like, may, and maybe even some independent guys who haven't made it just to get that, like, gritty sense of the wrestling business. As far as, like, fictional takes on, on wrestling, I mean, you know, you, you need only to look at a, a movie like The Wrestler. And, you know, when we hear that they're going to do a, a show such as this, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm just hoping they capture the grittiness that The Wrestler was able to capture. Yeah, well, I mean, that was one side of the business. That was, you know, that that story was about somebody who had made it big, and now they're on the, you know, the, the, now they've traveled all the way down to the minor leagues, and they're in the twilight. You know, they're they're, they're past their prime of their career. Um, hopefully, you get to see all different aspects, the true aspects of the wrestling business. Like, kind of dabble it all in one. Maybe you know, we'll just have to wait and see how it how it plays out. But like I said, as long as it sticks to the core, the the, the culture of the business and it stays true to the fans as as a television drama and it's not just something that's like second, you know, a, an afterthought in the series then I think it will be very successful and you will get a lot of wrestling fans um tuning in to watch it. Should be interesting. I I'm looking forward to it. let's see what they bring to the table 3478389815 that is the number to call. Uh we're going to go out to the phones now and I know we've said it a couple times. I'm going to reiterate it one more time. No spoilers, please. I, I really I don't want to hang up on anybody, but I will. I'll hang up. Uh, so we're we're conducting this show as if Raw has yet to happen. It's going to happen. So let's talk. What do you think the tournament's going to be like? What do you think Survivor Series? Who would you like to see win the tournament? Uh, who's the guy to put in as uh, you know the top heel? Uh, these are the things we want to hear from you guys. Let's go out to the phones. So we got Tony's been waiting for a bit. Tony, how you doing this evening? Hey guys, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Glad to yeah. hear from you. It's been a little bit. So uh, crazy, yeah. man. This injury to Seth Rollins uh, on the shelf for a while. WWE announces this tournament. Uh, you know, we're doing a little fantasy booking, a little speculation. Uh, your thoughts on on you know who would you like to see win this tournament? Who do you like to see uh, become the top heel in the company? Just your thoughts on what's going on right now. Um. Yeah, um, first of all, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really a shame that Rollins, you know, got this, got this really, you know, got this injury, and they, you know, like, every, like everything had to be, uh, you know, all the, uh, the creative plans had to be changed and everything, but um, because of that, but uh, I don't know, you know, as far as who the who walks out with the belt or whatever, you know, it's like that. I don't know, Mike, 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 God is saying Roman Reigns wins here because you know it's like if, if uh, you know, they've, I think they've actually been doing a pretty pretty good job with, with the with the you know him being almost you know like being close to coming uh, close to getting there or whatever whatever it would be at you know at WrestleMania or Money in the Bank and then he got you know he got screwed out of the uh, out of the title or the briefcase or whatever. Um dealing I think it was like if if they do that too you know it's like if they do it too long though the it's gonna the fans are gonna lose interest, you know it's like it's gonna be like they're gonna be you know eventually it's gonna be I mean, there's got to be some kind of a fine line, you know. It's like, you know, it's like you, you don't want to rush it and put, you know, they didn't want to rush it and put the belt on them right away. But it's like if they wait too long, it might be like, you know, it, it, the fans just might be like, oh, okay, he finally won it. But uh, 
Because, I mean, did, well, he, I mean, I had heard that Reigns was actually, this is, well, this is this is more of a what was going to happen, not a what's going to happen, spoiler. but uh, I, I heard, you know, what was going to happen with Reigns versus Rollins at Survivor Series that he was going to, uh, can I say it? Yeah, no, 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 like, that's not, I mean, I, I had heard that speculation, too. Um, you know, you take the stuff from the dirt sheets with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, that's a real, I mean, to me, it's spoil, spoilers, let's go by definition. Spoilers are... You know, stuff that that's fact that's already happened that uh, people try to spoil it for the rest of us that haven't watched it yet. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but I heard that. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I won't give anything away. Yeah, so, like I said, Mike just says, as, says you know, Reigns wanted to put in the whole thing since that was the plan anyway. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing you know, like an Ambrose or uh, or uh, Cesaro on. That's probably a, a dark horse there. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing you know some you know seeing one of them win the belt either, or even Ziggler, uh, you know any of those guys. You know what I mean? Because before you know, it was like I, I thought you know it was like I wasn't even sure you know when the injury first happened. You know it was like I'm not sure what they're gonna uh, like. So let me go back a little bit before I you know what was gonna happen. You know I'm, I was just I'm just thinking you know it's like are they gonna take are they, were they gonna or are they gonna do away you know, like scratch the uh, take your cane versus Wyatt's match and just and throw them in there. Uh, you know, it's what you know, because you, I wasn't sure if, um, if the whole show was going to be a tournament, like did this, like when they did, they did it at like WrestleMania four or Survivor Series '98 when The Rock won the title, uh, or what they're or what they're going to do. But um, I don't know. Like I said, it's uh, it should be it should be interesting to see what you know, see what happens. Um, you know, because I thought the last two, couple of weeks have have a, um, have been good shows. Uh, you know, I'd say it's it's really sucks that this, that this injury had to happen at all. Uh, but you know, hope that, uh, you know, like I said, hope yeah, like I said, hopefully you know, with John Cena out taking his time off with, and now with this unfortunate injury from Rollins happening, you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll uh, they'll elevate some guys. You know, I mean, I, I personally would love, really enjoy seeing an, an Ambrose or, or Cesaro as a, you know, as as champion or whatever, you know, like maybe, you know, like I said, with Cesaro, I don't know if they put the belt on, but I would certainly like to see him be pushed more, way more, more than he, uh, more than he is. Cause, you know, like the fans love him, you know, like the fans are always cheering for him every time he comes out. So it's, you know, I, I would really like to see him uh, certainly get, get more of a push and being, 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 being a bigger role on the, on the shows. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean it's him, a good uh, point. It's, it's like a, a, you know, Glass half full, glass half empty, kind of, kind of look. And and you know, if the WWE and their creative team, you know, as much as yeah, the injury, it's horrible. This happens to, to Rollins here. But if the creative team looks at this as, all right, you know, this is going to be tough. Our top heel is gone right now for six to nine months. Our top face is gone for for a few more weeks. Um, all right, this is tough, but is this an opportunity to push someone else? Is this an opportunity to, you know what, let someone grab that proverbial brass ring and, and see what they do with it? Uh, I, I do think this is an opportunity uh, to, to at least, look, you know, worst case scenario, you, you you put the strap on someone that no one's expecting and it doesn't work. They wind up being a transitional champion, and Reigns beats them next month. Um, or Cena comes back and, and beats them. You know, you, you you always have that. 
you can get the title off him. You know, just because someone wins this tournament does not necessarily mean they have to keep the belt uh, for the next year. Um, but take a chance now. You know, it's an opportunity to be creative. So uh, uh, to me, it's something that uh, you know it's intriguing. Um, I, I just hope they they do some good with it because I feel like you know even tonight, like you said, Tony. You know, the last couple Raws have been good. Uh, do we get a good raw tonight, or do we get something that looks like a company that's floundering? Well, I guess uh, we'll, we'll know in a we'll know in a little bit, won't we? I guess see about uh, as from what I read, it looks like it looks like it should be, should be another fun show. So, I hope so, and I agree with you. I think Raw has been decent the past couple of weeks. Tony, thanks a lot for the phone call. Good stuff as always, and uh, look forward to talking to you again real soon. All right, yeah. Take it easy, brother. You do. We're going to stick with the phones because we got a bunch of people who have been on hold for a bit. And let's, uh, uh, we got Mikey on the line. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Good, guys. How are you guys this evening? We're doing all right, you know, discussing this, uh, you know, crazy. Uh, it's such a shame what happened to Seth Rollins, but uh, this could be opening up opportunities for uh, other guys on the roster. Uh, your thoughts on where you think or what direction uh, you think the WWE should go in now that uh, Rollins is on the shelf? Well, this is this is interesting because we are in Survivor Series mode, and this is this is something that everybody loves. The Survivor Series is a it's a it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. You know, this is our big four, one of our big four, um, and it, and the concept is is the best. Now they're gonna now now tonight on Monday Night Raw they're going to have. The beginning of the tournament. Now, I I think Alberto Del Rio has a very good chance of winning the whole thing. I think that I think that Kevin Owens has a good chance of going far in the tournament. I don't think he'll win, but I I think we'll we'll know he's there. You know, we'll know we'll know he's in the tournament as far as all these other veterans. Vet, uh, Veterans in 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 tournament too. Uh, Roman Reigns is a very good pick, but I don't think he's gonna have. I don't think he has it to get there. And and it would be funny if if Sheamus. If, it would be funny if Sheamus, you know, um, loses the tournament, and then someone wins, and then he cashes in at the Survivor Series, and uh, he, you know, even though he he lost, he still wins. Yeah, I mean that that's one of those things that that's uh you know interesting in the mix that we could have uh, someone win this tournament and then have someone uh cash in, you know, something that has not and and I wouldn't necessarily mind that, especially uh you know, it adds something different uh to, you know, we've had tournaments before, but we've never had something like that happen, uh, which could be intriguing. I'm curious you brought up Del Rio and I uh I love Del Rio. I think Del Rio is great. Do you think uh uh they'd have someone beat him for the U.S. title at some point? Are you, are you thinking that uh, Del Rio has a shot at uh, holding the WWE title as well as the U.S. title? I, I think you're probably, well, you're probably right at that. Um, maybe they'll have somebody knock him off and then, or something like that. I I, uh, I completely forgot he was the U.S. champion. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah Del, Alberto Del Rio, um you know, since coming back, he's been on a he's been a house on fire. So I I think uh, I don't know I think I think it's crazy. I heard I heard Ziggler, 
you know, and I like Ziggler and, and Ambrose, and I like Ambrose and them. But there's not that one guy that you're like, okay, he's definitely, you know, like let's just say Brock, for instance, if we said Brock Lesnar, and we said Brock Lesnar is going to be in the tournament, and everybody would say, you know what, we know who's going to win for it. It's going to be Brock Lesnar because who's going to beat him? It's like it's like you know and, and and you know and maybe we're we're doubting some of these guys like the Big Show, you know guys that have been there before, you know. I mean in 1998, yeah, we had a tournament, you know, for the belt, and it just and it just turned out to be the screw job of Mick Foley, you know, when The Rock put him in the sharpshooter. It was like here we are again. We're revisiting what happened last year. But it's unfortunate, and this is another thing, too, that people out there that, that are listening, they don't realize injuries can happen. This is wrestling. Everybody has everybody has gone down to a bad injury. I mean, uh, you know, it's it, it just one of those things, and it's sad. And I, and I hope Seth recovers from this, especially, you know, Seth is in the prime, was in the prime of his life. The man's walking around with the WWE belt. Who knew when his time was up? Only time would tell. But now we're going to have a tournament. And you know what? I, I, think it, I think it makes it interesting that they're not going to do a one-night tournament because it takes a lot. You know, it, it, it's very boring, and it takes a lot away from, from all the other matches they're going to have. So I think that's why they're going to start, um, you know, this process tonight. Well, I, you know, it's funny because I kind of like, uh, you know, the whole, uh, you know, more more matches in, in the tournament on uh, one show. So um, hopefully we get at least a, a bunch of matches in the tournament uh, on the Survivor Series show. But you know, uh, it's boring. Again, and I'm, yeah. I'm just hoping. I'm curious, like, you you, I mean, you mentioned Del Rio. Is there anyone that you kind of think, uh, you know, on the roster right now that you would slot in? Because we were talking that the authority is going to need a guy. Now, Del Rio has come in now with Zeb Coulter. Uh, mm-hmm. Zeb Coulter kind of, you know, fit with the authority, or do you, do you see someone else joining the authority as their guy now that uh, Seth Rollins is gone? Zeb Coulter's so funny. He, he, he rides around on a scooter. It, it, I don't know if his health is flailing. I think maybe that's what it is, But I and I and I always liked him. Um, you know, but... but uh, I I don't know to answer your question, you know I I, I don't know who who you know I don't know who's going to be next for the authority. I can't tell you I don't know. I I wish I had a clue, but I don't. You know I mean there's so many, I and then there's so many little upstarts like people. You know people are going to be taking apart this tournament. They're going to say okay, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze is going to re- be really good, but I don't think he's going to go that far. I I think he has the potential. I think these guys have potential, especially Owens. I think Owens would make a great authority fit. You know, he just just the way he came in to town. You know, just the way he rode in and, and came in. You know, with NXT and, and everything. I think he would be a perfect fit for me. If that's if, if that's what I would I if I was a betting man, I would say you know what. Sign him in the authority and, and, and take him higher. We shall see. We watch tonight on Monday Night Raw what direction they're going. And Mike, as always, thanks for the phone call. Talk to you next nope. week. 
No problem, guys. And Dave, I will talk to you next week. And I love good Dave Five News Report. Sounds good. Thank talk you. to you later, brother. You're welcome. Bye bye. And I like some interesting names that uh, Mike was throwing out. I mean, it's interesting because Mike uh, threw out Del Rio and uh, Owens. Um, you know, Owens, I, it would be interesting if he joined the authority. Um, you know, that would be that would be an interesting twist. Uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily see it, but again, a guy that already has a title belt. Um, you know, I like what Owens is bringing to the table. Um you know, is, is Owens a guy that maybe could be a main eventer? Maybe, perhaps. But, uh, you know, I, I do like that idea of having certain guys that are really holding down the mid-card. And I like his role right now as the IC title holder. So, he, he might be like, to me at least as a fan, uh, Kevin Owens might be a victim of being too good at what he's doing. I'd keep him right there. Uh, but an interesting name as far as a guy uh, joining the authority, Dave. Well, it would make sense that he would join the authority because if you go back and remember, his character was brought, you know, in in, in real life, Triple H recruited Owens and signed him to a WWE developmental deal, and he got started in NXT. And he's always been a, he's been a big supporter of Owens when Vince McMahon allegedly hasn't. And I say allegedly because we don't know all the facts. Um, but his character was also brought to the main roster when it was insert, when he was inserted in that John Cena storyline uh, back, you know, in the late spring, early summer when he challenged John Cena and they had those series of matches. The authority were the ones that brought Owens to TV and brought him onto the main roster and eventually gave him that, that, that first opportunity at John Cena. So it would make sense that his character would join the group. Would he be right off the bat? Champion, you know, WWE World Heavyweight Championship material? No. I think he would kind of be put in the position that Rollins was in when Rollins first joined the authority. He would be groomed for that greatness if he were to join. But necessarily, I didn't, like you said earlier in the show, the WWE creative has done a good job of not making the authority like a huge stable or a faction. And I think they want to continue that. Um, and they really try and draw that fine line of Triple H and Stephanie being, you know, heel characters but at the same time going against their own champion like they did Seth Rollins so I wouldn't necessarily see them add more talent to the authority faction but I could be wrong too so um, I I could see him a part of it but I can't at the same time let's go back out to the phones we got some people on hold we got Rocky on the line Rocky are you there I am here Ken how you doing brother doing good doing good yeah, I mean, we're, we're discussing, like, you know, and speculating, uh, you know, where exactly the WWE could be going in, uh, what direction they could be going in, who's a top heel, who's a guy you could slot in there, who should be the uh, the next guy with the WWE title. Uh, lots of question marks to the WWE. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly excited for this tournament. But uh, right off the bat, I just want to point out one, in my opinion, one glaring omission uh, to the tournament, and that would be Bray Wyatt. I, I, I really am not sure why Bray wasn't put into this picture. Um, I can see that man being a top heel, whether he fits with the authority. Obviously, I don't think that would be a good fit. But if you want to talk about a, a top heel who's – Great physically, great on the mic, and at this point, 
you know, obviously has his faction well cemented. You know, I I don't think you can do much worse, you know, much better than that. That it's being said, point. I would just think that I, I, you know, him, you know, Bray Wyatt not being in the tournament uh, would just be, you know, that they obviously had plans for him and the Undertaker, uh, you know, at Survivor Series, and uh, you know, not changing too many things at the same time. That's the only thing I could think of. But uh, yeah, he would be an interesting fit in having, uh, you know, him in the tournament with his uh, minions, kind of. Helping him make his way through would be interesting, but uh, yeah, as far as like a guy, you know, it's interesting because you you think in terms of, you know, the guy who is in the authority is kind of earmarked to be the top heel in the company, but you know, maybe that's not the case, and maybe the authority kind of gets a guy. Uh, maybe he's a heel and he's a champion, and I know you look at that and say, well, he's a heel, he's a champion, he's a top heel in the company, but. You know, maybe he's not. Maybe they look for, uh, you know, without the belt to elevate uh, Bray Wyatt even more uh, with his stature in the company. But you're right. Uh, a guy who's got the heel persona, can work a mic, and maybe we see a, a bigger role for Wyatt on television going forward. Absolutely. Now, with that all being said, and, you know, realizing that you're absolutely right. You don't want to make too many changes. Obviously, this has kind of set the machine out of whack, so to speak. And looking at all the competitors, uh, like I know I know uh, Cesaro keeps getting brought up. In my opinion, Cesaro is great. Um, but, again, not that great on the mic. Need, definitely needs a mouthpiece. Uh, but if... If I had to say had to say one of the top contenders, just for swerve factor, I would have to slot in Ryback. I would have to slot in Ryback simply for the, you know, you wouldn't see it coming factor, um, him aligning himself with the authority, and just for the sheer purpose, you've had this guy who's been in the title hunt before. He's had a, he has a good look. Um, not obviously not that you know not that stellar on the microphone, but another person that Triple H can kind of work with and kind of pull up to that next level, so he has someone else in the title hunt. What do you think? It's an interesting name. I mean, I I I don't see it happening, but if if the tournament played itself out and Ryback as a member of the Authority was standing with the WWE title at the at the end, I. I, I also I gotta say I would probably think that's pretty cool. It would be out of left field. You're right. The kind of the swerve factor is there. Um, he is a guy that at one point in his career uh, was the hottest thing going. He's a guy that uh, coming out of uh, the IC title picture uh, could use something. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about guys floundering. Uh, a big guy, a guy who looks the part. A guy that that could fit in as a you know a member of the authority as a guy as Triple H's guy. Um, it's it's a real interesting thought. Again, I don't see the WWE doing that, but if at the end of the day uh, Triple H was holding up Ryback's hand at the end of the tournament uh, victorious, I, I honestly would probably think it's pretty cool. I'm curious your thoughts, Dave. Um, that scenario with Ryback that would be an interesting scenario. Um, it would definitely be one of those out of left field kind of scenarios. In regards to you know your 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 statement about you know 
the surprise factor with Bray Wyatt. I would have to tend to agree with uh, with Ken. His involvement in the, or lack of involvement in the tournament is due to the fact that they had plans with him with The Undertaker. But do you notice, too, that Wyatt has not necessarily been involved in many title um, opportunities? And I think that's due to the fact that his character, like, and I've been a firm believer about his character and why I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of people when they think that Bray Wyatt is being buried by losing a lot. His character loses because he doesn't care about winning and losing. He cares about just hurting people in any way he possibly can, physically, emotionally, psychologically. And I think the only way he would ever go after a title is if he's involved in a rivalry with somebody that he truly hates. And the only way to get to that person psychologically is to take that championship from him. Then I could see that happen. I could see down the road a piece six months, maybe even, you know, past WrestleMania, let's say just for argument's sake, if Roman Reigns were to win the title and he were to leave WrestleMania with the championship. If you remember, Wyatt's promo a few weeks ago said, don't worry, Roman, I didn't forget about you. We're going to battle someday. It wouldn't surprise me if Wyatt went after Reigns when he was when he is champion. Um, so I think I truly believe his involvement in the tournament is, is a combination of different things. But the Ryback scenario, pretty cool, but going down the going down after that, how do you follow that? How do you follow that shock value? And is it gonna be the the kind of reaction that they're gonna want from the audience? Are the people gonna be like, Oh wow, I didn't see that coming, that's pretty cool or they're gonna be like, Oh wow, I didn't see that coming, that's a shitty choice. That that that's the fine line you draw with somebody like Ryback. No doubt it now no doubt it is a gamble, but definitely in my opinion it all it all depends on where on the narrative and the story that the WWE wants to push, they, they've went for the, they've went with the chicken shit heel narrative, so to speak, for a fair amount of time, and it had its run. In my opinion, I was hoping that, uh, I was hoping that Seth was going to drop the belt soon, anyway. But now, you know, are you going to go for the face? Are you going to go for the heel? And if so, what kind of character? Again, another good point, if you're going to go, if they're going to bring someone else into the fold, and it really is a good point, Rocky, if you've gone the direction of uh, the chicken shit heel uh, persona um, for the authority to kind of, you know, flip the script and go and get kind of a bully uh, heel as, as a guy to bring into the fold, again, it's it's something rather than, rather than it really looking like... Um, you know, they're just slotting in a guy to take Rollins' spot. It's, uh, you know, it could almost be uh, a Triple H coming out and saying, uh, you know, oh, Rollins dropped the ball. You know, Rollins didn't get done. He got himself hurt, and now we got a, we got the big guy to take care of business. You know, it's, it's definitely, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting theory. Again, unfortunately, I don't see it happening, so it's fun to talk about, but. Uh, uh, interesting theory, uh, nonetheless. So I'm, I'm curious, like, um, if you were a betting man, uh, are you betting on Ryback or are you betting on someone else to win this tournament? If I was a betting man, um, you know, we read every dirt sheet and you, you really can't escape it. Every dirt sheet's pointing to Roman. Um, and again, that's the question. Are you going to take... Are they going to change the story now into everyone coming for the coming for the face and trying to overcome the the, the new big dog, or are you still f- fighting that insurmountable evil in a different way? 
I, I think it's a real interesting time. It is, and again, it's it's a glass half full, glass half empty. You know, does WWE uh, creative do they uh, take this as an opportunity, or do they they shit the bed? You know, remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. Rocky, good stuff as always. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you soon. No problem. Take care, guys. Bye. I mean, it's not, you know, Dave, this stuff is fun. Like, you know, as much as, again, you know, like all the best to, to, to Rollins uh, is horrible. But it is kind of fun when you have something like this and a tournament that's going on and it's so open-ended. Uh, you know, it, it's fun to get that fantasy booking going on. And uh, whether you're a guy that thinks, they're like, all right, they're going to just go with, uh, you know, the, the, the obvious and we're going to have Roman Reigns uh, standing victorious at the end of Survivor Series. We're going to see the authority grab hold of somebody, or are we going to see someone out of left field? You know, the Ryback theory is is an interesting one. Uh, could they go in that direction? Could they go in a direction of, of anybody else? You know, it's uh, it's intriguing to to kind of look at it and think: uh, Is creative going to take this and 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 look at it as an opportunity, or are they just going to go with the obvious? Now, the thing is, creatively speaking, obviously. If it, you know Rollins is out, so you got to figure out what you're going to do with the absence of Rollins. Uh, but if you know, again, you take everything with the dirt sheets to the grain of salt. Uh, a lot of what was was being out there online was uh, reporting that it looked like Reigns was going to beat Rollins uh, for the title. So, creatively speaking, to to maintain a, at least a certain amount of status quo. Uh, you do have the opportunity that if Reigns was going to walk out a Survivor Series champion, he still could walk out a Survivor Series champion, and that would be the easy way for creative to go, Dave. Yeah, that's, that, that is the easy way you can go. Um, and I think initially, if that were to happen, it would be disappointing to some, to a, a majority of fans, because I think some of the fans want to be swerved. They want to see you know, something out of left field or they want to see something that's not so obvious. Um, but at the same time, in the long run, creatively speaking, it could it, it, it could help um, with storylines if Reigns were to walk out as a champion. But here's another scenario that a lot of people haven't really um, pondered, and it's something that I think is very possible in a situation like this, um, especially with the way WWE treats pay-per-views nowadays. With the exception of, like, a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam, a lot of these pay-per-views just seem to be pretty much all the same. And, you know, back in the day when you ordered a pay-per-view, you knew you were going to get a definitive finish and, a, and, and you know, a, a definitive winner, a definitive loser. But nowadays, because of the way the, 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 the landscape and the business is and the, the, the WWE network and just how WWE um, books their shows, I could see the potential for the finals, whoever the two individuals are at the end of the night Survivor Series, some sort of screwy finish that sets up the two of them at the TLC pay-per-view next month in Boston in like a TLC match with the title hanging above to determine a brand new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. They could extend this at least another month. I mean, it's been done before. You know, if, if you don't remember a few years ago, um, Orton and Daniel Bryan wrestled at a pay-per-view um, for the vacant title, and there was a non-finish that had something to do with Big Show. He got involved. And then they went the next month and had a definitive winner inside Hell in the Cell. They've extended it. The title was up uh, vacant for oh, a month and a half, almost two months. 
I could see something like this happening as a way for them to strategically try and get more subscribers and more pay-per-view buys for December because it's typically known that December pay-per-views in the wrestling business, and it's been like this for a long time, for years, don't exactly draw too well because of the month of December being the holidays and people spend their money on Christmas shopping and wrestling pay-per-views aren't exactly at the, 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 the top of the shopping list around the holiday season. So it wouldn't surprise me if you had two guys in the, in the, in the main event Survivor Series for the, for the vacant title, something happens which sets up some sort of convoluted finish and you end the pay-per-view with some kind of confusion, leads you to Raw the next night, and then they book the main event for TLC, a tables, ladders, and chairs match with the title hanging. There must be a winner, you know, kind of adding more drama to the next pay-per-view. So that's something to take into account, too, with, with all the other scenarios we've discussed on tonight's show. And I think that that actually, you know, and I didn't think of that, but that's a, that uh, makes a lot of sense. And that idea of uh, Reigns just, you know, having to fight and claw his way through so much stuff, um, you know, to finally win the title, his style, his hard-hitting style, his violent style, I mean, I dig Roman Reigns. Um, for him to win the belt uh, in a TLC match, uh, would really work for his character, and and not like for me, like it would soften the blow a little bit because I, I, you know, I thought it was all setting up like I really wanted to see Reigns finally take that title off of Rollins. Uh, if that can't be the case, uh, yeah, kind of a screwy no finish uh, at Survivor Series, uh, and then just a hard hitting brutal match at. Um, at TLC where Reigns finally breaks through, uh, you know, that image of Reigns standing on top of the ladder, finally breaking through and winning that belt. Uh, it would be something special for him to finally break through like that. So I, I actually really like that scenario and shame, shame on all you callers for not coming up with it. Dave, <laughs> nicely done. That's a, that, that's a guy. I, I like it. Like that's now I, I kind of would love to see something like that. And it does make sense. Uh, if you're going to sell that next pay-per-view, um, and it you know, could be paper. done. It, go ahead, sorry. Go. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it could be. Oh, I apologize for It could be done in a way where you can, where you can angle at him either being a babyface or him being a heel. You know, you could you, you could you could set it up that he gets help for winning the championship. Let's say from the authority, he ends up being the authority's guy. He had to go to those lengths to 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 get the championship by selling out to the authority and winning the title in a match of that magnitude, like a TLC match. And, and it would, for even more dramatic effect, him turning on Ambrose. Maybe it would be, it would be him and Ambrose in that match um, vying for the title. Or you could go the babyface route where he has climbed the ladder so many times and he's been knocked off his pedestal and he's been screwed over and over again. And he finally reaches that ladder and he grabs the belt. He's the champion. You know what I mean? Like it, you could go either route with it, babyface or heel. It would work. Interesting stuff. Let's go back out to the phones because we got our friend Justin's on the line. Justin, how you doing this evening? I miss you, Ken. <laughs> and we miss you. How are you doing? Very good, sir. So what are your thoughts, man? Seth Rollins injured, stripped of the WWE title, tournament to crown the new champion. What are your thoughts on that? Well... I think Randy Orton is going to win. 
I don't know if you've heard, but Randy Orton is down with an injury. He's got a shoulder injury. He's going to be down. Uh, I think they're saying like basically the same as Rollins, like six to nine months. So we're not going to see Randy Orton winning it. I I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, so you have to yeah, you have to think of someone else that might win this tournament. Uh, this is going to be right back. Wow, that's interesting. So that you know, I didn't see that coming doing the show tonight. But we've had two people now on the show call in and suggest that Ryback could be the winner of this tournament, the new WWE uh, World Heavyweight Champion. That that would be interesting. Are you a big Ryback fan? Yes, I am. What do you like about Ryback? Well, he's cool. He's super. He's great. Well, there you go. Cool, super, and great. I like where your head is at, man. Um, you know, we haven't talked about it a lot tonight, but, uh, you know, the other thing, you know, the Seth Rollins injury obviously has, uh, you know, dominated the news. Uh, but going into Survivor Series, uh, we have uh, Bray Wyatt, who is uh, uh, seemingly kidnapped uh, the, the, the Brothers of Destruction and uh, plans on taking their souls, um, you know, perhaps – uh, I mean, what do you think, Justin? Are we going to see The Undertaker and Kane joining the Wyatts? Or are they going to just, uh, you know, have enough of Bray and his clan and, and uh, wind up kicking their butts? They're kicking their butts. Is that what you think is going to happen? Yes, it is, Ken. A man of few words. I'll let you get right to the point, Justin. Uh, but before I let you go, just curious... Uh, what what on tonight's Raw are you looking most forward to seeing? I want to see your favorite guy, Ken. And who might that be? Uh, Ryback. Ryback. Let me ask you something, Justin, and, and be honest. When you're when you're at home and you're watching Monday Night Raw, and Ryback comes down to the ring, are you sitting there in the living room in your PJs, going, "Feed me more." Feed me more. I mean, be honest. You're, you're chanting feed me more, aren't you? Yes, I am. Of course you are. Justin, you're awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much for giving us a call and continuing to support the show. And, uh, you know, don't be a stranger. Give us a buzz next week. Okay. And tell Dave he's he's a super guy. Dave, you are a super guy. Super Thank Dave. Thank you very much. You are you are too, Justin. Thank you, Dave. Justin, thanks for the call. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, Ken, you're awesome. Thank you. Take it easy, babe. And Justin, man, Justin always a, a ray of sunshine on this show, and uh, we got to talk a little bit about it with him. We got you know about eleven minutes left in the program. We didn't hit uh, too much on this, but uh, you know, Rocky did bring up a good point. I, I thought you kind of countered, uh, you know, yeah, Bray Wyatt. Uh, not a guy who necessarily needs belts. Uh, you're right. He's only going to, you know, he would win a belt off, you know, a guy like John Cena uh, because the belt was so important to John Cena. You know, it's a, just, to, just to crush the man, but the, the title would almost be secondary. You know, that character uh, doesn't care about titles. If it would crush someone's spirit, uh, that character would win a title and throw it in the garbage. Uh, that's what that character is all about. He's about... Uh, you know, damaging people, uh, crushing souls, and uh, uh, embroiled now in a um, 
uh, feud with uh, the Brothers of Destruction. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because this was a, a major feud, uh, you know, going into Survivor Series. Obviously, The Undertaker being involved in Survivor Series is a big deal. Kind of taking a back seat because of the Rollins injury and uh, uh, the tournament that's been added. But this is a storyline that has been, you know, I like the way it's been constructed. Uh, they're kind of hinting at, you know, could the Brothers of Destruction be part of the Wyatts? I don't think so. But it's fun to speculate and watch. And it's fun to watch Bray Wyatt have fun with it. Uh, so this is something that I've, I've enjoyed so far. And uh should be interesting to see exactly what happens Uh Tonight with, with Bray, because I'm assuming, you know, we'll probably get a promo from Bray tonight. And furthermore, what we're going to see at Survivor Series. It, 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 you're right. It has taken a backseat since this Rollins news. Um, last I heard um, in regards to a potential match at Survivor Series was there is a rumor that Sting would possibly be joining Undertaker and Kane as a part of this team it would still be a Survivor Series elimination match, but it would be a four-on-three encounter. That's if Sting is cleared to wrestle, and that's just purely a rumor right now. If not, there is talk of just making it a four-on-two Survivor Series elimination match with Taker and Kane against all four members of the Wyatt family. A name that has been dropped um, as of this afternoon and something that you and I discussed on the show last week as to possibly joining The Undertaker and Kane against the Wyatt's in Survivor Series, is NXT champion Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor, I guess, cut a promo at a recent uh, NXT live event hinting at the possibility of joining Undertaker and Kane to fight the Wyatt's at the Survivor Series, even though the match wasn't made official. Um, but, you know, that's just that's just hearsay right now. We, it, it's not 100% confirmed. However, rumors keep Spilling over with, you know, Balor is in attendance at Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, he's on the U.K. tour. He wrestled Sheamus in Dublin, Ireland the first night in the beginning of the tour. So uh, there's a chance we may see him tonight, but that's not 100% confirmed. He may just be traveling with the crew because he's been on some of the shows. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting story. I, I, I dug Wyatt's promo last week, and I dug the whole, uh, you know, the, the – the thunder and the lightning and the fire and kind of taking the powers of, uh, you know, the undertaker and Kane. But what I was trying to, what I wanted to get out of that as a viewer was as to why you were doing this. Why did you, why do you want the, these powers of the darkness from undertaker? Why do you want, you know, Kane and undertaker souls? Like what's your purpose behind it? And I didn't really get much of a purpose. I just got that I'm I, I'm taking their souls, and I am now the the owner of their powers, so to speak. And I mean, it was it was cool visual stuff, but um, I'd like a little bit more substance. And I think we'll still get it um, heading towards Survivor Series. You know, 25 years of Undertaker. They they they're planning on doing something big. It looks like, and um, you know, WWE Network next week is doing Undertaker Week. You're gonna see a lot of Undertaker content on the WWE Network, so they do definitely have something planned for Undertaker um, at Survivor Series, and I'm kind of interested in seeing, you know, how this how this story is going to develop even more, if they're going to add more team members, or if it's just going to be those two against the Wyatt. Who knows? You know, a, 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 an addition of Sting in the match would make it cool, because then you could bounce Sting off of, you know, that match against maybe Wyatt at WrestleMania next year. Uh, there's there's endless possibilities um, 
for the storyline, which is cool. And I think we will see this match happen only because if they decide to go with an eight-man format for the tournament, you're going to need breaks at some point in between the rounds. And you already got the girls' match booked. So this match would be like another match that you book in between the rounds, in between like first round and second round or the semifinals and the finals. So we'll definitely see this match on the card with the Wyatts against Undertaker and Kane in some form or fashion. And the thing is, like, with, you know, depending on whether Sting is, is able to wrestle or you add Finn Balor, I mean, when it comes to the Wyatts and, you know, they're, they're a formidable group, uh, but you know what? It's the Brothers of Destruction. And storytelling-wise, if you wanted to do a Survivor Series match, I I think it works with just the two of them. Uh, if that's the direction you wind up going in, I mean, it, you know, the the imagery and and them being together. If you wind up adding Sting and Finn Balor and then those four are our team, you know, that works too. Uh, but you, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It would work with the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, just uh, you know, again, the video packages, what these these men have done uh, to other competitors in the WWE. Uh, you know, they are, I mean, let's face it, they are the Brothers of Destruction. Um, you know, I would look for something where, you know, they have a, a, a quick elimination right off the bat, uh, show their power, show that they, you know, they're ready for the fight. So, you know, done the right way, um, it, it, it could work. And I would almost play it off where, uh, you know, do it right. You know, you don't want the wides to look uber weak, but you could... Uh, you could have them, you know, the Brothers of Destruction actually bolt standing tall at the end of the match. Um, uh, but it should be interesting to see where the storyline goes. Again, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, Bray Wyatt is one of those guys that, uh, you know, he's called upon a lot. But, uh, you know, they put a storyline firmly on his shoulders to, uh, you know, carry it. And, and the guy can cut a promo. And, you know, yeah, we, we need more information. We need to know why exactly this is happening. But... Uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting when you look at Survivor Series and you got on one hand, you have a, a, a real-life storyline, a, a, a storyline where uh, your champion uh, blows his knee out and uh, who is that next guy. And, uh, you know, that's a real storyline. As much as it's going to be a scripted tournament, but uh, behind the scenes, it's who's that next guy. And that's a, that's a real storyline. And then you have just, a, you know, an absolute over the top wrestling storyline where you you got a cult leader uh you know kidnapping is uh the undead and the undead's brother who uh you know is kind of a demon so uh you got just this uh hokey wrestling storyline that it's incredible i mean on paper when you look at these guys dave you think what a hokey storyline how can this work but takers made his character work kane has made it work Bray Wyatt's brilliant on the microphone, so they make it work. It's unbelievable. Uh, but this is just going to be a fun wrestling storyline, and I'm looking forward to seeing it develop. They all, yeah, they they all do make it work because they're very talented in performing under those you know dark, demonic, cryptic kind of characters. You know, I I would tend to agree with you. I think it would work in a four-on-two format if they had decided to go Taker and Kane against all four members of the Wyatts. But I would have honestly. I would have the Wyatts actually beat them and really show their dominance and in some way be like a passing of the torch. Like, these are the new dark characters. You know, these are the guys that are going to, you know, 
fill that void that Undertaker and Kane have. Not saying put Undertaker and Kane out the pasture, but you really cement it that these that this faction, this group is going to be seen as something evil and dark for years to come in WWE. And I would have Undertaker and Kane stay off TV, and you have the Wyatts continue their reign of dominance over just random people. Then come January when they announce the Hall of Fame, the first Hall of Fame inductee for WrestleMania weekend is going to be Sting. The, the, the Wyatts take out Sting as his announcement is made on Raw, takes them out, and then you've got Randy Orton who could potentially be coming back around WrestleMania time. It's not 100%, but potentially be coming back, and therefore he comes back to gain revenge on the Wyatts for taking him out, and you have yourselves an eight-man tag team match set up for WrestleMania. The Wyatts against Undertaker, Kane, Sting, and Randy Orton. Or if you really wanted to... To, to, to make it work or to really add some sizzle to the steak, you, that's when you bring up Finn Balor and you give him the rub being in the ring with all those guys. And that's like his coming out party, so to speak, at WrestleMania, teaming with the dead man and his brother Kane and Sting and, and really make it a, a, a dark and twisted affair amongst all of them at WrestleMania. But the rumor is now is that it's Undertaker John Cena at WrestleMania, which is great too. So, I think the Wyatt Undertaker thing will get blown off after, you know, at Survivor Series, and that will be the end of it. But that's just my fantasy booking that I uh, put into place here on the show. And it's fun, man, you know. I mean, all the best to, to Rollins and, uh, you know, speedy recovery, um, you know. But when things open up like this, it does become fun as a fan uh, to, to put your fantasy booking hat on and try and speculate exactly who's going to go where and who's going to turn heel and who's going to do this and that. So it's fun stuff. You guys, tonight you've been great callers. Thank you for your support. Uh, we'll be back again next week, 6.30, to get you ready for Monday Night Raw. Raw is mere seconds away. Remember, campiwf.com, free tickets for military for the month of November. Uh, for everyone who listened and supported us, thank you so much. Check out 640 PWPR on iTunes. Great show tonight. We'll see you next week. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody. <laughs>